Okay, here we go. The Panda Magazine. He's about to get crazy and wild. Stay for a while. Don't touch a radio dial. The Magazine. Kicking it back. Sports talk. Listen to that and stay tuned for some giggles and laughs. Go. Welcome to the Planet Mikey Show. What happened to the intro that has Don Ho? I don't know. Oh, is this the start of? Are we starting the podcast? Yeah, yeah. All right, hold on. Let me get. I gotta get Peter Puller in here. Hold on, Peter. Yo, Peter, we're doing it now. You ready? All right, come on, yeah, come on. Come here on, go. we're doing it. Wow, what is he wearing? Well said. Use that microphone for. <clears throat> go ahead, Pete. Uh, harumph. And now, in the spirit of isolation, deprivation, and desolation. A ray of sunshine in which to bask as an escape from the mundane, the melancholy, the moribund masses yearning to breathe free. It's episode 72 of the award-winning Planet Mikey podcast. This time, something a little different. Yeah, we were going to sequester ourselves in three different mystery locations in Massachusetts, our three musketeers. We were going to put uh, Bill alone and... Alone again, naturally, like a Gilbert O'Sullivan hermit crab in the confines of his Pelham Island studio. But no, he's not alone. He is staying six feet away from his beloved canine friend, though, Buddy the Dog. And Ben Kitchen, we were going to put in his remote northern Massachusetts hideaway, uncomfortably close to where Mutt lives, yet without fear of catching a virus caused by slurping monkey soup from a wet market. And for the first time this week, he's wearing his big boy pants, so we brought him back into the studio, Ben Kitchen. And from his gaudy 5,700-square-foot mansion tucked neatly onto 16 acres of lush but lonely manicured lawn of the tiny town of Upton, Massachusetts, our host for this evening's podcast, the proud owner of 55,000 baseball cards and a 2006 Mercury Grand Marquis with leather... Mike Adams. Wow, Pete, that was that was some of the one of the best ones you've done, Pete. I think he was vamping. Don't you think he was vamping? For the most part, it was the nicest one he ever did. Yeah, it was nice. Polite. Did he get the virus? Did he? Did it change him? I don't know. He just left. Right. He, yo, he's well, that's union. why I'm asking you. I'm not asking him. Dude, he's union. He walks in, does his thing, mistake-free, walks out, and we don't see him for a week. That's the way we like he's it, I guess. Union guys, man, with their tabs. Yeah. Don't they know there's a there's a there's layoffs going on across America in oh. various industries? Yeah, yeah. Furloughs, they call them. <laughs> yeah, you know, if I was a woman, yes. a furlough would be someplace I missed with the razor blade. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Did Okay. I don't know if it deserved no, that. I know. Why? Like... What's wrong with you guys? How are you? Well, we're all right. We're not dead yet. Yeah, I'm thinking we should bring back the ghost of Casey Kasem to be our our announcer and get rid of this ass wipe, uh, know, Peter I, Puller. He's he, a dip, dipshit. He's got a, an attitude, but that that was a nice intro. That you imagine how great we'd sound with Casey Kasem, you know. And now here's a podcast brought recorded on top of a pole sitting platform in 1972. <laughs> Remember, he was everything was interesting when he said it, no matter what, you know. Well, I talked to my wife today, and she's got a very very itchy armpit. <laughs> it just sounds interesting when he says it. That's right. Uh, ben, how are you? I'm very good, Mike. How are you? Yeah, how's that new job of yours? Aren't you raising the flag in front of the post office every morning now? Every morning. <laughs> it's not just one post office. I have three. All of them? All of them. 
Well, they are cutting back. You know, they are trying to cut back. Uh, God, there's so much going on. You know, this is going to be a short, sweet, but great podcast. You know why? We have just tons of ammo. A lot of things to talk about. Smurless here? (laughs) (laughs) There's nothing more scary to to three podcasters like ourselves than a a six-foot, four, 300-pound, hairy weird dude with a backpack full of ammo and a, and gun. a gun. Yeah. And he just hands it to you. <laughs> Here. Hey, look at this. Yeah, here's my gun. That was, <laughs> that was very, very interesting. Uh, so let me see. Where do we start? Where where should we start? At the beginning. That's okay. that's that's a good idea. We, first of all, I must say that we are braver than most, even though it, it's not much of a risk with us three because we never had a whole lot of social activity. <laughs> that's fair. You know, we, we weren't going around close talking with germy-looking people. Yeah. Uh, but we get together. We wait, don't... wait, 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 wait. You had those germy looking people in your car. <laughs> what are you talking about? In the back. <laughs> oh, okay. And that I, makes it so much better. I stopped driving those people weeks ago, you All know, right. based on my wife's insistence. <laughs> <laughs> she said, I don't know if you should be picking up people at the hospital, yeah. you know, in Worcester. And I had to agree, you know, so I'm not doing that now. And, but what I'm waiting to find out, though, is if the government's going to compensate people who made money lift driving. I, I didn't make that much. You know, I mean, it was like a trickle. I did it for I did it for laughs. You know that. I did it for money. You were living off your inheritance. How are you going to make up that 13 the, the, bucks a week? The, well, no, but see, I didn't need the money. I did it for the, for the stories to tell on the podcast, the nude modeling I did for money. Tell me about the very last... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> the last uh, oh. lift passenger that you picked up. Um, the last one? On the road again. Come on now. I think I had two really good weeks my last two weeks of lift driving. I actually made like four or five hundred bucks. Wow. That's yeah. not bad. But I was all over the place picking up all kinds of creepy shit. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. You don't know. That's the thing. You don't know. They they give you the address. You go there. You pick up people. They get it. You don't know what the, what you're going to deal with. What's the word? The weirdest person that you uh, that you. Oh, I had up? all kinds of freaks. I had junkies and whores and really really old and fat smelly people. I had uh, I had some very nice people too. You Any, know anybody give you a big fat? You know who the nicest people were to me? No. The 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 Indians. People from India. Really. They were so polite yeah. and so pleasant and smart. Yeah. And all just going to work, you know. They weren't going to get a methadone smart. treatment. What do you quiz all of your uh, no, passengers? But you're, you're, they're intelligent people, yeah. uh, and they and the only ones that seem to move from India here are the ones that are ready to get a nice job at a tech company or do you know do something good. Yeah, it's not that like you're getting some Indian panhandler coming over here from India. They don't they don't allow that. Anybody give you a big tip? Not really. It's, Do you give anyone a big tip? The, the lifting thing is not a. <laughs> Well, only my doctor, <laughs> and she's cool. Anyway, no, she is. But the thing is that uh, that for some reason they were just always really poli- really pleasant. Now, now you get all kinds of different weirdos and lift drivers. Again, it's been weeks. I don't even remember half these people. In fact, sometimes you try to forget them before they're even out of the car. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I'm just gonna forget I ever met you. Oh, oh you're still here. <laughs> but as you know, yeah. It wasn't uh, based on you know a financial need that I did lift driving. It was out of out of a boredom and uh, interesting. Meet some interesting people. But this is before the coronavirus uh, virus ever hit us. Yeah. So I wasn't. I didn't feel like I was at any kind of risk, you know. And I didn't feel like I was ever going to get robbed or you know beat up or any of that stuff because I you know I got but the, you're a, you're I got a, the forty four magnum under the seat. You're a people person though. I am. Yeah. 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 
And that's where I have the 44 Magnum under that's the seat. <laughs> I want to make sure they know who's boss. That's right. You know? Anyway. Um, but no, I, do I miss, miss lift driving? Not really. No. Uh, you know, would I go back and do it if it was declared safe? Uh, maybe. If I was bored. But I'm um, doing other things now, gentlemen. World is changing. I have a, a, a really fabulous afternoon broadcast, 3 to 7 every day, on 100.1 FM, The Pike. That's Mike on the Pike. Yes. Yeah. Planet Mikey. They, they, you know, we, I even use the same name as this podcast. Really? You know, it's it's a Mikey. branding thing. Yeah. You know, I, mean, I, got, I got that tattooed on my grundle. I might as well use Let it. Let me ask you, do they treat you well over there? As well as we treat you here? Yeah. Oh, no, no. Well, that is, nobody treats me the way you guys do. Well, I mean, every single week we get together, you bring me presents. Yeah. And you, uh, you, you allow the riches to fall down on my head for this, the, this pine. By the way, now's our campaign beginning to yeah. get new and exciting sponsorships for the upcoming fiscal year. You know, I just looked over the schedule and we have <laughs> some restaurants. Well, we have some some big spaces in our um, in our um, our podcast yeah. for ads. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Now, here's what I'd like to do because this is fun. Availabilities. Let's say you got a guy, he's just starting a uh, a, a business where he pots plants. Okay. Sure. It's a plant a plant potting business. Like a gardener. And he wants, he doesn't have a big advertising budget because he's a, you know, startup operation. He just wants to start potting plants and, you know, selling his skills to people. Make money. We will, we will market our advertising time to that person in a favorable fashion, in an affordable fashion, just to put him on the map. And then he can use the audio from this podcast to tell everybody all about his business. Wow. Hey, did you hear my, my commercial on the, the Planet Mikey podcast? No, I didn't. I have it right here on tape. <laughs> Let me tape. play it for you and your family. It's it's my potting plant business. Okay. And then they get minimally famous, but it becomes, I don't want to use the term viral, it becomes bigger and bigger as time goes on. Word of mouth, baby. It's sort of like planting a seed. Yeah. Maybe and you're a, uh, let's say you're a whore. And you want to mm. you want to have some get some action, yeah. Okay, but you can't get anybody to call you. We've got the audience for you. You, you give us your information, <laughs> and we put it on the on the podcast. And all of a sudden, you start getting calls uh, from people. There you go. Who want a whore? That's <laughs> <laughs> it, that's how it works in the advertising business. The more you tell it, the more you sell it. See, and so yeah. what I'm saying to the audience now is that we don't care what business you're in. You know, if you're, I don't care if you're selling nickel bags out of your basement or, <laughs> or transporting people across state borders illegally, we're here to have you break into the advertising community and we're going to help you. So contact at Planet Mikey on Twitter. I guess that's what it is. Oh, no. No, you know what it is? No. Yeah, no, you can, you can tweet me. I don't care. It gets, it's in my timeline. I don't know if, I'm, if you want that. But, you can also send me an email, Planet Mikey Podcast, or is it the Planet Mikey Podcast at Gmail? I think it's, yeah. I think it's just Planet Mikey yeah. Podcast. Planet Mikey right. Podcast. Is that what it is? I've never emailed myself yet so far. I'm going to now though. So Planet Mikey Podcast at Gmail at Gmail. If you want to advertise, seriously, and and you have a business, a real legit business, paint maybe you paint houses, whatever. We'll give you the best possible deal. And we'll read them all. If we get 10 advertisers like a Barney's Paint Stop, you know, whatever it is, we will go on the air and make you as famous as we can. Are we going to give them the cut rate of $1,000? Well, we haven't discussed that. Well, it's kind of like, well, how much you got? Yeah. 
<laughs> Can we show them what we mean right? by your abilities to push their product right. appropriately? For example, yeah. for, for example, paying customer. Go ahead. Yeah, but it, it is going to be like a street deal, you know. So and this is how good we I treat want our to, friends. I want this, but well, how much? How much is it? How much you got? That's kind of. It's going to kind of be like that. <laughs> okay. For these so it's people. like a pawn shop of ads. So, so here's what I'm th- thinking: these poor folks. <laughs> these poor folks. Uh, they're not, well, they're not poor, but they're great folks at, uh, uh, what's it called? BetOnline.ag, right? Yep. This is how we do these commercials. That's right. First of all, you have to remember everything. From, there's no, you have to do it all from memory. Yeah, you sort of seamlessly so integrated there's, into there's the no, show. There's yes. no NBA, there's yeah. no NHL, there's no MLB. Yeah. There's no Australian rules of football. No. Uh, there's no uh, gad pouch punching. Really? You, you might think that there's nothing to bet on. Well, guess what? You'd be so damn wrong and wow. everything. Wow. <laughs> Our exclusive, <laughs> our exclusive partner, BetOnline.ag. By the way, this is how the deal was made. I'd say, oh, what, how much you got? <laughs> they still, they still have hundreds. <laughs> is, I'm losing it. Will they ever? Will uh, they they ever send you a check or? They're going to send a check. Yes. Yeah, so oh, yeah. Just want yeah. to make sure. Yeah, or either give me some casino credit. That's... <laughs> Anyway, seriously, they have. Is there a special, is there a special code for that? <laughs> this is going to be a ninety-minute commercial. <laughs> they have uh, events and stuff like that, and stuff for you to wager on. Because they have their own damn casinos. If I had one, that's what I'd be doing. Yeah. Uh, from their online casino to poker, blackjack, they're bringing the Vegas to you. Wow. This is what they like me to say in these commercials. <laughs> <laughs> We're bringing the Vegas to you. In fact, Dan Tana is going to jump out of a cab. Are you missing the NFL? No. No problem. BetOnline.ag has live daily Madden NFL 20. <laughs> Madden, Madden NFL 20 simulations. Oh, simulations. You can actually bet on them. Which is, when you think about it, that's where sports is going. You can have your commercial read just like this one on the Planet Mikey Except podcast. shorter. If you're into entertainment betting, you can still bet on Survivor, Big Brother, American Idol, stock prices, and even the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. I'm going to go with Joey Chestnut. Okay. Yeah, he's two to one. All open uh, 24 hours. There, By the way, if you're up 3 o'clock in the morning, you got nothing to do except scratch your testicles. You can go online and do this. It gives you something great to do. While scratching your testicles. That's right. Visit Kill the website, words. betonline.ag. Use your mobile device if you want to, and join today. Receive your new welcome bonus. They're going to say, how much is the bonus? They're going to say, what do you got? (laughs) (laughs) Bet online, your online wagering solution. And your online wagering solution, FM. Is there a a special code and special deal this time? It doesn't say that here. Oh, okay. Never mind. Maybe it's over. It doesn't say that. So I'm not going to put in something that I don't even know. I know. It must must be over. All right. So a few words on China. What do you think of China? (laughs) I keep it broad. (laughs) Great. Great question. Do they really kill the, the the female offspring over there? That's what I've heard. Uh, yeah, they kill them. But it, is is what? that is that no. propaganda to get us no. to hate them, or is that for real? I know they get some sort of thing going they on. They did over that. There. How how did they get two billion people all of a sudden? Maybe that's why they started. There are no girls. I, I heard the government doesn't. Well, no, no. They have. You can have one. Yeah, the one child policy. I don't think that exists anymore. No, I don't so, think so. I heard that if you have a second daughter, they just take them. Take them away. I don't. Do I don't. Know, I don't know where I heard that. It's to the grapevine or something. Yeah. <laughs> and they said, "But I want to keep this daughter." And they said, "The government says, how much you got?'" <laughs> <laughs> but the, the the boys, they let them live. Yeah. You know, because 
their boys, you know, which is, I don't understand any of their thinking over there. Now, what about these? Why haven't they banned the freaking bat soup, monkey slop, wet markets? Fauci's all Even for wet that. Wet market sounds gross. Yeah. Fauci says they. No, they're starting to. They should Supposedly. Be. Starting to? Starting to. There's a million people dead, and they're starting to ban them? They're you mean over to. in China? In China. Yeah. Yes, in China. <clears throat> okay. Now, here's the thing, though. What is it? They are lying about their numbers. I was watching CNN for uh, like 10 seconds because I fucking hate CNN. Yeah. They're <laughs> awful. Uh, they, are, they really are. They're, they're so, uh, that guy, Don Lemon, is an asshole. Oh, yeah. And they, all of the people, they all are. They're just assholes. So anyway, they, they got the numbers up on the left side. It's like the tally board. Oh, coronavirus cases. United States, 481,000. Spain, 123,000. Uh, Italy. Bu- 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 bu. Then down, way down here, China, 81,000 cases. Like it's dropping off. What? You all started this. You have a billion people over there, and I'm going to. And plus, I don't believe a word you say anyway. But I'm going to believe that number. Maybe it's the bear bile. They said <laughs> kills the uh, the coronavirus. The bear bile. Bear bile. They actually extract bear bile, and I don't, maybe they kill the bear. I don't know. Jeez, but, uh, what's that? What do you, what do you, you walk into like a, a you know log cabin? Wayside trading post and say, eh, "Give me some of that bear bile." I'm not feeling that good. I think it's what it is. I read that. I thought that's a little strange. Got any that bear bile, grizzly? But then again, Chinese medicine has been around for a very long time. Well, yeah. Maybe okay, that's... and it did us so much good now in well, 2020. It, it, it took 5,000 years anyway, for it to finally I, catch up. And to it's them. not the poor Chinese people. I feel bad for them. It's the government. They're a bunch of fucking dicks. It, well, which government isn't? Hey, wait a minute! All of a sudden, my cell phone doesn't work. what's happened it just went off right when i said that all right anyway so you guys got any thoughts on china 1.435 billion people in china as of november 2019 1.435 billion you know what do you know who has almost that many india yeah Yeah, it's like 1.38 or something like that and they don't have any of these Wet market problems in India? No, and also it might have something to problems. do with their, their healthy diet. <sighs> Cumin, curry, all that stuff. What do you think about people like some of these billionaires have been donating large sums of money, and people have been coming out and criticizing them for like the percentage of their wealth that they're actually donating? So Jeff Bezos donated a hundred million dollars to like me food banks, donating like fifty cents. Didn't uh, Jack Dorsey just but, donate a billion? Yeah, but One people billion. are coming out against and railing against Bezos, saying that's not enough. You should be do, you should oh, be donating Bezos. more money. And it's a hundred million dollars. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, does, it, he, does that not bother you? No, because I've never I can't even conceive of the numbers or any any such thing. I you know what I mean? It's like the the problem should have been solved by the government saying, you know what, China can't control our medicinal fortunes. Mm-hmm. They 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 make how much of sixty percent of our medicines are made in China. Yeah, who set that up? Well, who Clinton did? Mm-hmm. What was he thinking? Mm-hmm. Why is that a good thing? How about the technicals? All of the, the cell phone stuffs made over there. All these everything's made over there. Eighty percent of the toys in America are made in China. Yeah, what are we doing? We can't make toys. We're getting it all back. Guess who's bringing I mean, it back? You know, for, for years, Santa and his elves have made all the toys, yeah. and then all of a sudden, China takes China over. China takes over. <laughs> I mean, I'm, and Toys R Us is out of business, right? Mm-hmm. It, 
I, it's just it's a mess. They had to feed and, that fucking elephant. But somebody's I mean, got to say Jeffrey the giraffe. Somebody's <laughs> got to be able to say no to China. Somebody's <laughs> got to be able to say no worldwide and a global thing. The globe has got to get pissed and say, "You guys are screwed." And you screwed us. We're not going to do business with you, and we're going to do business over here instead because they're not going to screw us with like pandemic virus. Having the free market take over? I don't know. Am yeah. I angrier than I should be about this? No, you are. You're doing all right. You're doing all right. <laughs> I don't like this side of you. I know. What? I'm, I'm fine. What? No, seriously. <laughs> no, what's wrong? What's, no, so, what's wrong? Did I say something? Um, we have the Tom Brady, oh Tom Brady uh, and Howard Stern. This is their day together. Yeah. Uh, Howard Stern, of course, legendary uh, former disc jockey at WCCC Hartford, which yeah. is what I am. That's right. <laughs> we basically cut from the same cloth. Uh, we both worked mornings at CCC for Cy Dresner in the early eighties. Yep. So I mean, you well, replaced him. What else do we could we could we we both make about the same cabbage? Yeah, easily same kind of money. Yep. And uh, that's you print that much fake money. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Howard Stern had Tom Brady on. Now, Tom Brady, just so you know, I've only <laughs> for the audience who doesn't know who Tom Brady is. <laughs> no, uh, please I mean, enlighten them. I, even though I worked at WEEI for so many years, I didn't I only had two actual face to face meetings with Tom Brady in my life. And I like him. I like him a lot because yeah. I, I just got a good feeling from the guy. As a, the first time I met him was at Smithfield, Rhode Island, when the Patriots were. Doing their training camp, the first one they had, they used to train at Bryant College, yep. you know, Bryant University, whatever they call it now. And and back then, I was doing a little fill-in work. I was at EEI doing part-time work, and I was also at NECN doing some fill-in stuff with camera crews with, for TV for them. Yep. So they sent me to Bryant College to interview the Patriots because they had won the Super Bowl, you know, the prior year. Okay. So this I, was 2002? Yeah, I get I get down there and I got the camera guy and I got me and the microphone. A bunch of people gathering around because Brady's coming off the practice field and we're just going to ask him some questions. Okay, so Brady gets there before all the cameras have quite gathered. You know, they didn't have the formal sit down thing with a banner behind them, don't condone it or staples or no. They just he just walked up to the guy and talked to him. So we're waiting for the cameras to all gather and I said I'm like two feet from him. I go, so how was your summer? <laughs> he looks at me. He goes. Well, I got invited to a lot more proms this year, <laughs> which I loved, you know, because that's exactly how a, an unmarried young 20, whatever he was at the time, guy would analyze that kind of thing. But I've always liked Tom Brady just as, I mean, as a thing, he's, you know, if you have kids, they can all aspire to be nice like him. He's, and he's, you know, he's heartfelt guy, I think. So he's a good guy. I'm also a Belichick fan. Yeah. I've known Belichick for a long time. I covered the New York Giants in the late 80s for Channel 3 and I mean, I just think he's the greatest coach that ever lived. Now, he's, is he gruff and all? Yeah, of course. You know, so what? So part of this conversation with Howard Stern today included uh, a, a piece where they discuss, you know, the Belichick-Brady relationship, which has been the topic of I don't know how many sports talk shows in the last 20 years. I'd say thousands. Mm -hmm. The Brady-Belichick relationship. By the way, what are the sports stations talking about now? I wanted to hear Mutt on the way in because it always cheers me up. So I put on, put on EEI. They're playing uh, the Astros and the Red Sox of game. Two. Yeah, they're, play, they're, play, they're playing an old baseball game. If there's anything that doesn't translate or work on the radio, it's replaying an old baseball game in its entirety. You know, it's just I've, I almost felt bad for them. You know, it'd be fun to smoke a joint, have about eight beers, and then put that radio station on <laughs> and sit back and dream about being there at the game. So I flip over to Arcand 
and uh, Adam Jones. And Arcand, I think, is a pretty talented guy. I think he's, I think he's good. Yep. And and they're talking about the Tom Brady, the Tom Brady uh, Howard Stern interview because they've got nothing else to talk about. Yep. Now, are we in the same boat? Yeah. But we don't have to talk about it. We don't have to talk about it for an hour. We can just throw in the highlights. So that's what I thought we would do. You want to do that? Sure. Brady said when he was driving home from the um, from practice, uh, many times he would tune into Howard Stern and listen to him. And he yeah. said he developed a great respect for his work ethic, uh, the fact that he was prepared, uh, that he knew that his topic. It was interesting. It was a typical Brady um, uh, review of somebody's performance. It was really good. And Howard was sort of flattered by it. It was kind of yeah. cool. Yeah. Well, he's Tom Brady. Yeah. You know, so so <laughs> Brady, they, they talked about a lot of different things. And Howard is a very good interviewer. I mean, he's been in the business forever. Yep. And I know. <laughs> forever. He, but he's very good at that. Getting getting someone to say what he wants them to say, mm-hmm. content-wise. That's one of his skills. So the first question uh, he talked to uh, Brady about was the fact that he has uh, rented Derek Jeter's house. You're renting Derek Jeter's place until you find a place of your own, right? No, I'm going to stay here for a while, you know, because I had to find a place on really short notice. And he's been a friend of mine. So we just talked and it all worked out because he's living in Miami. He owns part of the baseball team there. The thing I heard about Jeter's place, which is great. He got special permission to build super high walls so no one can get to you. Because I got to figure the fans down there are driving you up a wall. I mean, you know, literally. So Jeter has super high walls and no one can see you, right? It's almost like Osama bin Laden's compound. (laughs) (laughs) Not quite. Not quite. That's a uh, Derek did a pretty good job of screening it and i think i'm a little bit of a introvert i feel like my house is kind of the place where i can relax and um you know when you walk outside the house you understand everything that goes along with being me (laughs) how many drones will get shot down by tom brady with his his pellet gun uh around it by the way jeter you know i was wondering if now tom living there does he have to give giselle a gift basket every time she's nice to him <laughs> you know that whole jeter story with the gift baskets is amazing if, if for people out there who don't know google derek jeter gift basket and then just go, have at it you'll you'll know exactly what i'm talking about uh <laughs> tom brady says and this is a guy by the way these these people are so much richer than we are huh oh yeah yeah ben <gasps> Yeah, just a little bit. <clears throat> Brady says he likes renting. Let's say the washing machine breaks. Does Jeter have to come yeah. over and fix it because you're paying him? <laughs> I call and I bitch to him. And <laughs> Gisella, Robin. So everyone thinks they want to own a home, and it's nice to rent. I mean, I would definitely say, like, there's no – you get all the benefits with none of the responsibilities. So I'm totally cool with this. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Of course, the, the place is like probably a twenty million dollar mansion. No kidding, yeah. with gigantic cheaters, and it's furnished. He's got a billion dollars. He left the furniture there. He did. Yeah, I hope he changed the sheets. Well, <laughs> well, at least move the the gift basket somewhere. Well, when uh, when did Brady know that his tenure or his uh, his session as a New England Patriot star quarterback? When did he know it was over? I probably knew before the start of last season that it was my last year. Hmm. And I and tried you, to, you know, I, I, well, I knew that, you know, it was just our time was, you know, it's, it, you know, our time was, was coming to an end. Yeah. And it was kind of apparent uh, in his demeanor more so than anything else. And it was also apparent in the reaction to his demeanor yeah. by the Patriots team, not supplying him with 
ample replacements for, say, an injured Edelman or a gone Gronkowski. Mm-hmm. See, I, I looked at the whole season kind of this way. Didn't they win their first? How many to start the season with? Eight wins? Eight no. Were they eight no? Well, they were. I can't remember if it was eight or nine, or something nine. like that. But it was eight. No, because I remember at the point in the season he said, "I'm the most miserable eight no quarterback." <laughs> so they were at least eight no. Sure, I can't remember if it was nine. And, or nine. and all I could point to all year was, like, "Oh, he, Brady doesn't look the same. Brady doesn't. Oh, he's not. The, he's not the same. He's, he's missing some throws. He doesn't look happy." Well, guess what? You took away from Tom Brady the greatest tight end in the history of the sport, who he was his favorite target. He and Edelman. Edelman was hurt with busted ribs. Yep. Right. And the offensive line was hurt. So they had no pr- – and, and by the way, when you take away Gronkowski from the offensive line, that guy could block. He was a tremendous blocker, maybe one of the greatest blocking tight ends of all time. Add that to his ability to make the catch. Of course there's going to be a fall off there, don't you think? Yeah. Absolutely. God, I mean, well, of course people go, well, what's wrong with Brady? No, it's, it's what's <laughs> wrong with everything else around Brady, for Christ's sake. Do I have to tell people everything around yes, here? Yes, everything. Yes, you do. <coughs> Did that what, cough Bill? sound at all Corona? Bill, you worried? Should we just <laughs> end the show right <laughs> now? That's, that's, from, that's from vaping. That cough. You have a, let, me, hold on, let me get my electronic uh, thermometer here. Hold on. I'm the healthiest man in this room. Yeah, 98.6. We're going to have a push-up contest. No, that was good, Mike. Pull your pants down. We'll get um, another thermometer. That's right. The word legacy. <laughs> I told you the difference between a thermometer and a rectal thermometer, right? Yeah. <laughs> You did. Oh, no. You did. Uh, I didn't? Yeah. What is it? <laughs> the taste. Ah! <laughs> oh, gross. Okay. Ouch. The word, gross. With, with Brady, the word legacy comes up quite often. Yeah. Here's Brady talking on the word legacy. I never cared about legacy. I mean, I, I could give it about. That's never. I never once when I was in high school said, man, I can't wait for my what my football legacy looks like. I mean, that's a very... It's just not me. That's not my personality. So why would I choose a different place? It's because it was just time. Now, his legacy, as it were, God, when it's a terrible legacy. How much he got? Six Super Bowl rings? (laughs) (laughs) What's he, a pussy? Can't get 10? Yeah, his legacy is he's the greatest of all time. (laughs) Okay, so he's got that (laughs) goat thing That's his legacy. You know, when I was growing up, goat meant you screwed it up like Bill Buckner was the goat of the the World Series in 86 because he let the ball go through. He's like, goat now is a big thing. Oh, you're the goat, man. It's the biggest thing ever, you know? uh, If I was a goat, I would figure that, uh, you You look like a goat. It's not bad. No, I'm not. I'm not trying to kid you here. Here we go, kid. Oh, okay, sorry, sorry, Bill. Uh, you know what? Sorry, I, I'm not going to. Honestly, uh, we don't need to go there. <laughs> um, I have a million goat puns, but I'm, I'm not going to. Uh, don't do it. Do any of them? Don't do it. Uh, so, what, where was I on these? <laughs> Does anybody remember? Are we had five or six. We're on five. Five. Oh yeah, right. Because yeah. because his his legacy. I mean, let's face it. He accomplished nothing. I accomplished everything I could in two decades <laughs> with an incredible organization, incredible group of people, and that will never change. And no one can ever take that away from me. No one can ever take those experience or Super Bowl championships away from us. There. Yeah. From, see us. See, yeah. It's always back to the team thing. Yep. Now, the debate goes on, and it'll continue to go on forever and ever. Who was more responsible for the success of the New England Patriots, the record-breaking success of that franchise, Belichick or Brady? I can't do his job and he can't do mine. Right. So the fact that you could say, would I be successful without him, the same level of success? I don't believe I would have been, but I feel the same and vice versa as well. 
And he's making a really good point there. Well, That's Tom why Brady could have done Bill Belichick's mm-hmm. job. But Bill Belichick would not have done Tom Brady's job. Well, neither of them, let's if it's fair to say, would have done the job as well as the person. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> My husband can't throw and catch the ball at the same time. Uh, Brady, does he love Bill Belichick? Is he great? Let's find out because this is what we want to know going on into the future when, there's a red, when the red jacket comes out, you know, and all that Patriot stuff uh, and his numbers retired forever. We want to know, did you love Belichick? Does Belichick love you? To have him allowed me to be the best I could be. So I'm grateful for that. And I very much believe that he feels the same way about me because we've expressed that to each other. But Tom, isn't there some resentment on your part that he didn't make you a patriot for life? In other words. No, absolutely not. No, because this is a part for me in my life to experience something very different. And... You know, there's things, there's there's ways for me to grow and evolve in a different way that I haven't had the opportunity to do. Now, see, he just did a quick ad for his new TB12 penis enlarger. <laughs> he says he can grow and do things he's never done before. No, I, I get from that whole thing, and I'm happy about this. It's a happy Mormon ending. That, yes, they love each other. Bill Belichick loves Brady. Brady loves Belichick. And guess what? We love them both, yeah. Don't we? There's mutual respect there. Has to be. You can't. You know, he was gonna. It was gonna come to an end one way or the other. If the Patriots are gonna say, "Oh, I'll pay twenty-five million dollars to Tom Brady for two years, he'll be 43, 44, 45, then they're not being smart based on what they saw last year. Yeah, Gronk's not coming back, right? I mean, so happy parting the ways. He goes becomes a te- a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. You think he'll go like a Halloweener with an eye patch, you know, and a bandana and look like a pirate when he goes out on Halloween with his wife, Giselle, and she could be the uh, the seafaring wench? You know, every now and then you become like Mikey Nostradamus. Look into the future and tell me what's going to happen with Tom Brady and the Bucks. They're going to make the playoffs. And they're going next to, year, right? Because there's not going to be season well, this year. Right, whenever they get around to it, <laughs> yeah. and they're going to—they're not going to win the the Super Bowl, but he's going to give them uh, kind of like what Montana did with Kansas City—a fair, reasonable showing—and go out with respect. Yeah, you know. And uh, he's going to do a movie with Giselle, and it's going to be rated R. Oh God! Oh, All right, so what? <laughs> What's the matter, Ben? Oh, God, I hate when you do that one. This is probably the easiest job you've had today. It's definitely the easiest job. Tell us about your job, Ben. What were you doing today? None of your damn business. By the way, this portion of the podcast is brought to you by, this is where we sell those quick, we're going to do quick 10-second ads. Oh, yeah. Okay, go ahead. For people, too. They want to get in a quick quick 10-second ad. We'll do everything we can to sell their product for them in 10 seconds. The $500. Well, 50 bucks, 10 seconds. We can do 10 of them an hour, 500 bucks. You know, we'll just, we'll figure it out. So this portion of the program is brought to you by Pepto-Bismol. Nausea, heartburn, indigestion, upset stomach, diarrhea. Nine, ten. (laughs) And good. (laughs) Who's sending the bill? Um, 50 bucks. (laughs) Now, we talked about having a a seance on this broadcast. We didn't get – we were unable to get – we were trying to get Casey Stengel. But, you know, he's been dead so long. I don't think he's paying attention to the – to the medium, Casey. to the, the world of you know the supernatural uh, beyond the grave people. Yeah. But in in honor of him, since I don't think we're going to be able to book him. You know, was that his real name or did somebody give it to him? Wal- and, was it Walter? I th- it's uh, Charles. Charles. It's Charles uh, something Stengel. And why did they give him the name Casey? Like Casey at the bat kind of thing? It's Charles. Uh, 
Charles Dylan Stengel. Yeah, thank you. There you go. You're welcome. Hey, see? No, I, I came up with Charles. You didn't. <laughs> right now, Ben is staring at Mike. He's, he's, he's mad because <sighs> he had to Google his shit. Uh, by the way, I love Casey Stengel, even though I'm not a Yankee fan. He had a lot of nice things to say. He had the most tremendous. He was an old job, drunk. <laughs> he, he'd go to the bar after the game and sit there with the writers and just drink and talk. And yeah. they would just sit there and listen. They loved the guy. You know, he fell off the stool. The bar stool broke his hip. That's what actually ended up having him retire. Wow. But I love Casey Stengel. You know, ever since I heard that he went out to the mound when a guy was pitching really bad and he... He brought the suitcase, the guy's suitcase with him. <laughs> he, said to, he goes, but I'm, the kid says, give me the ball, kid. But I'm not tired. He says, I'm tired of watching you. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so here are some Casey Stengel. Give these each a rating, one to ten. All right. Uh, Casey Stengel um, quotes. Okay. Okay, because there's no one better than him. Spring training, he says. All right, everyone, line up alphabetically according to your height. Yeah, it's a good one. I mean, you, you end up hearing it a million times it's if you so play funny, youth sports. And, he's, yeah. and all these things were said seriously. He wasn't trying to be funny. Now, there's three things you can do in a baseball game. You can win, or you can lose, or it can rain. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, managing is getting paid for home runs that someone else hits. Ah, that's, that's a good line. Yeah. The secret of successful managing is to keep the five guys who hate you away from the four guys who haven't made up their minds. Oh, <laughs> man. <laughs> this is a good one. A lot of people my age are dead, and you can look it up. What? <laughs> what did he? He was so, I think he was tripping on acid. Well, he was sort of like Yogi Berra in a way. Yogi, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Yogi was his protege, you yeah. know. So. There comes a time in every man's life, and I've had plenty of them. <laughs> Uh, and now he's talking about how the players would go out looking for girls on the Yankees, you know, and he, here's his line there. You got to learn that if you don't get it by midnight, chances are you ain't going to get it. And if you do, it ain't worth it. Oh. Isn't that fabulous? That's great. It's basically the rule of the clubs. Yep. It's so true. Uh, I got players with bad watches. They can't tell midnight from noon. <laughs> he had a curfew, you know. Uh, I made up my mind, but I made it up both ways. <laughs> Come to a fork in the road, take it. What does that mean? Um, I got one that can throw but can't catch, and I got one that can catch but can't throw, but I got one who can hit but can't do either. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And he Actually, he said one time, they asked him, they said, because it was the Mets when he took over the Mets, and they said, Casey, uh, what are you going to do? You have three first basemen. He said, if you got three first basemen, you ain't got a first baseman. Isn't that a good yeah, yeah. a baseball-rooted uh, line? And then, son, it ain't the water cooler that's striking you out. <laughs> <laughs> See, I mean, from a baseball perspective, there was depth there. You know, if you don't like baseball, then you wouldn't understand any of those things from Casey, the great Casey Stengel. So what are we going to do next week? We're going to do a Zoom meeting, you guys? A Zoom meeting. We tried that last night. Are we going to continue to do like our get together here in the den of iniquity and in Pelham break curfew? What do you think? Yeah, there's a curfew. That's now. right. Well, I, technically, I got to be home in five minutes so I can get arrested. Yeah, we so easily gave up our freedoms. I hope you do. 
I would say be civilly disobedient and get over For there. the podcast, I right. hope you get arrested. Yeah, okay. Yeah, because that would be a great story. Yeah, if you got arrested, that's right. Then we Wouldn't have a it? great story the following great day. Story. Lyft driver arrested with four Guatemalans in his trunk. That's <laughs> What does Lyft have to do with you having four Guatemalans in your but trunk? Well, they're going to see the sticker. I still have that on my car. <laughs> that Grand Marquis has a giant trunk. So if you're an advertiser, and I'm serious about this. Right, I, I mean, if, let's say that guy's a, a, a lawyer or an accountant. A carpenter. Or yeah. Or a lady cleans houses or Stone any, anybody. Mason. It, yeah. You know, if you have a restaurant and you, you want to let everybody know you're doing takeout food, you know, we're going to say, we're going to make you an offer you can't refuse. Yep. We're going to say, how much you got? That's, and why not? <laughs> That's going to be our, our rate card until uh, such a time as this coronavirus or COVID-19. That's right. COVID-19 sounds like a suppository. Uh, <laughs> until this whole thing passes. <laughs> yeah, what you got? Upset stomach, diarrhea. Oh, hey, shove a COVID nineteen up there. You'll be fine within a couple. Not number one, but it's right up there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, that's. We should do a segment on this on this podcast called Up Yours. And every single week, we should each come up with someone who we think sucks. Right now, today, obviously, it was the Chinese government for yes. me. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and have a segment called Up Yours. What do you think? Complete with sound effects. It's like we don't hey, have any sound effects. Hey, Chinese government. Up yours! Ow! Oh, that hurts my ass! Yeah. Oh, yes, oh, oh! See you next week, everybody. <laughs>